you bleed black and gold? Is gritty your spirit animal? Does the sound of F1 engine make your heart race? Lend us an ear when we will share the exhilaration of Flyers hockey, the excitement of Steelers football, the nail-biting finishes of F1, and the pride when we yell, we are Penn State. Welcome to the Steel Flyers podcast, the strangest combination of sports fandoms since pineapple was put on pizza. Further ado, your host, Steel Flyers. Thank you. That is the wonderful and lovely Ronis as our co-host on this super special episode. The Fly Guys are up against the Bolts and some major players are out there in the rod are out in the round robin finale. Wow. The Pens are going home and the Habs are moving on to the big dance. With the conclusion of some of the games, our predictions fell a bit short for the preliminary rounds. What is next? After the games end today, some teams can clinch and move on. Are they who we thought, or are they, or are we just wrong? Final thoughts on all the great action so far. On this special episode of the Steel Flyers podcast, we have a very special guest with us. The Meteors of Knowledge, Joe Boric, is with us tonight. How you doing, sir, and how can we follow you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on tonight. Love talking some hockey. And uh, you can follow me at JJBoric26 on Twitter and the podcast that Steele's been on multiple times, True Philadelphia Sportscast, spelled out on Instagram and Tumblr and True underscore Philly Sport on Twitter, as well as Pub Sports Radio. And you know for Jamie's site, Flyers Nitty Gritty. And yeah, now overtime heroics for hockey. Yeah, right. Gosh, your your but, list just keeps yeah. getting bigger and longer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something wrong with being liked. No, there's nothing. And and look, look, if you guys aren't following Joe, you you gotta be, man, because the meteors of knowledge, he's he is all over everything, man. He's got all the knowledge you need and, and a great writer and, and really good podcast. We we love having you on. And uh, we're we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get down with some good stuff here. I think uh, Ronis has got some good stuff for us tonight. Okay, well, I'll start with this question. We know that JVR is back along with Ghost, and Jake is out, which I'm really sad about. What do you think will be the most significant issue with the team when it with a different lineup going against the most important game of the tournament right now? Steel. Okay. I had to think about it. Sorry. That's okay. No problem. Um, Flyers Tampa Bay review here. So, gosh, man, I'll tell you what. Um, Jake is being out. That's that's going to be a tough blow, but we've had Jake out before. Okay, and, and we did all right. in our. But that was a, a scrimmage, though. This wasn't a game that counted or anything. Right. So, um, I, look. We had JVR was out the other night. We all we, we knew that uh, that everybody was going to play. Um, we knew that we were going to see Ghost at some point. Um, it was a little bit odd that we saw JVR out, but we saw Joel Farabee come in, and boy, did he play awesome! Right, and and, and he I, did a really good job. He did, and uh, and Joe, I think you can attest to that. Boy, he what he play like 12, 13 minutes or something like that. Yeah, he got going as the game went on. He just yeah. kept looking better as the game went on. So he yeah. did really well the other day. I think JVR was out probably because he's looked the most off since coming back. So I guess mm-hmm. AV kind of gave him a headspace day. 
just to clear his head. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's a good way to put it. A headspace day. That's a great way to put it. But, I wonder. Yeah, that's now my mental health day. Now I need a headspace day. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, we'll have to coin that phrase, man. There you go, dude. But no, I think that's what. I, I look. We already knew that everybody was going to play. We we already knew that some guys were going to be out and some guys were going to be in. Um, I'm a little bit suspect of Jake being out again. That without. Uh, any elaboration, obviously. Well, and the first one was a test issue, was it not? Yeah. Okay. So this one might very well be the same thing. Could be. We, we don't know. Um, but I, I think Ghost being in, seeing first action against Tampa Bay, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll tell you that. I will say that. So, Joe, what do you think? Um, how do you think Ghost is going to do? He hasn't played, uh, obviously, for the break, but he was out. A, a while before that too so how do you think he's gonna do i think he looked really good in camp he's looked the fastest he has for a while my assumption was he tried to play him against the team you would want the guy that can move the puck and play quarterback on the power play the most to match up against in tampa that would be i guess why he waited until playing tampa because you want more offense obviously you want to be able to play defense but you might have to score a little bit more against tampa in order to win a game where gostas bear obviously adds that more into the lineup than some uh, than like hag or braun or whoever um so that could be one reason i think the biggest reason is he's just looked very confident and av tries to put guys in when he knows okay. It's going to help their mentality the most. Like He's like, oh, we're playing one of the best teams. Let me throw you in here, just like he threw in Lyon against the Avalanche. <laughs> yeah. He knows yeah. how to do that. But but he's like, it's like he knows how to push the right buttons, and he knows how to push them at the right times. You know, yeah, That's and, a good quality in a coach, don't you think? Yeah. Because like he, he called out some players at the beginning of the year, right? And, 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 and those guys responded in kind. And I think that this might have been, like you said, a headspace day, Joe, where I think he might have called him out a little bit and said, you know, hey, man, you need to be a little bit. And, and you know, and I think I think that was kind of what happened, too, at the beginning where he probably had that talk with Gossip Bear and said, you know, look, when you're healed up, man, if you play well and you can be responsible and play a 200 foot game, then we can use you. No, no, I think that's probably yeah. true because they, you know, he likes him when he's in. He still puts him on the power play, so exactly. like he doesn't like goes. It's just he doesn't like his defense inconsistency. So. <laughs> yeah, and he's looking to get something better out of him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's 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 one of those guys that where you you know, I I think with the both of the knee surgeries and everything too, and him coming back out from both of those, and and then getting some of that space there from from the coach, I think we might see a different we might see a different you ghost. Look, if we don't see a different ghost, then I think the writing's on the wall because he is pretty much playing for his job. I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll so. keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's look at the other side. Stamkos is out, and so is Hedman. Um, will this have an impact on their game? Do you think that's an ad advantage for us? What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, Stamkos hasn't been in any game yet. Um, I believe Victor has. So not having either of those two directly impacts the Bolts a lot, because, especially Hedman, because your defense is relatively young. 
So you would like to have Victor Hedman, who's a veteran, who's also arguably the best defenseman in the league, in your lineup when you're two and zero going up against another two and zero team. So I would say that probably impacts them because they're used to playing with Stamkos now more the, or without Stamkos more than Stamkos because they have the best depth in the league at forward and center. They right. have a good defense, but it's young. So you would like to have your defensive anchor in there. Some kind of have a leader to kind of yeah yeah. What do you think? Still? Yeah, I don't. I don't. He hasn't. Uh, I don't think he's played. He hasn't played Hedman. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't think Hedman. I don't think has played either. Um, in fact, I think he didn't even rejoin the team until Friday. Oh, okay. I must have been confusing him with somebody on the on a different team. The Oh, okay. That's Sorry. That's my bit. No, it's yeah. okay, bro. No, no, Victor Hedman. Yeah, he hasn't played. He he just joined the team on Friday. So, I mean, and you're right. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that's going to be a huge impact because of them being so young. But they are getting used to playing without Stamkos, um, and their defense has been able to bend but not break against Washington and against Boston. You know, and they were they were able to withstand both of those teams. So, I mean, I think it's going to have an impact. I think it's going to give us a, a little bit of an advantage, just knowing that Stamkos and Hedman are not going to be there. You know, look, I know that the team is used to not playing without those guys, but just knowing that they're not there, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know. I guess we'll see. I mean, again, these are not life or, or- sudden death kind of game so you there's a little bit of the pressure is taken off because you know that you're going to be playing as opposed to we gotta win yeah if you lose you go home right yeah (laughs) i just looked it up i just looked it up um i think hedman missed the exhibition but he played in the games because it says i looked at his game log he had I don't know why the heck they played him 23 minutes the first game he came back, but he played 23 minutes against Washington. Then he played 18-15 against Boston. So why in God's grace they had him play 23 minutes when he first came back is beyond me. That's not something I would do as a coach. But um, then they brought it down to 18. Like that seems like an odd. We have played then. Okay. Seems like an odd transition. but Yeah, because he was coming off of being from the injured reserve though, right? He was – Injured, and then he was attending to a family matter, so he wasn't in the bubble. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So, gotcha. yeah. Either way, though, both of those guys are going to be out. Right. Yeah, and which is we'll a thing. Yeah. So we are very sad to say, not really, but the Pens lost to the Habs 3-1 to one in the best of five. So now the Pens... Yeah. Now the pens are in the lottery and the Habs are moving on. Sorry, my dog came in and I got interrupted. <laughs> That's okay. Ostie's allowed to join the crew. I know. Yeah. But she has to come in and say hi. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. So the, the pens have a 12% chance of getting the overall number one pick in the draft. What do you think about that, Steele? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad they lost. I, I can't be. I I can't hide the smile on my face that they lost. I mean, um, the fact that they were up in two of the games, 
and gave it away. And well, you know, hey, you know, um, what are you gonna do? Seriously, though, I mean, <sighs> so today was especially painful for one player because it was his birthday. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell him. It was Sidney Crosby's yeah. birthday. Today. Yeah. So I, he, he got eliminated today. Yeah. yeah. I Probably should have joke. also shot that shot. Yes, he should have. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the joke was, so what did Crosby get on his birthday today? And I said, yeah, a 12% chance of getting the first round freaking pick. <laughs> I mean, so are you, you kidding think, me, really? Do you think the pen that they weren't playing as well as they could have? Or do you think that it was just... They just weren't there. Like, they weren't going to make it anyway. I don't know if I'm making sense. Do you... I, I think I, I get think what you're saying. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I think the Pittsburgh was... It was kind of surprising, even though he had experience, that they went with Matt Murray at first because he wasn't really their guy this season. And then they're kind of like, okay, we're just going to run you out there the first two games. Where Yari kind of became their guy after you lost a game, I probably would have went back to him. I think Yeah. the fact that they waited until last game to go back to him when it was kind of a be-all, end-all thing wasn't the best decision. So I think that hurt them. But also, they just had no bounce. It, it didn't make sense. Like They had bounce at the beginning of games. Then once the Canadians did something, they wouldn't have any pushback, which is normally what Pittsburgh has. Like Their team really just for some reason, looked flat at times in the playoffs. It was kind of an inexplicable how that team looked because they never really have looked like that. So I don't know. what They weren't even cold coming into the close either. They were actually a decent team. So that was kind of – it's hard to explain why they looked this off in this series after the Canadians would score a goal. They would look fine until the Canadians did something. And then when right. they did something, they couldn't answer it. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they had no – Broke them a little bit. Yeah. They had no answer for Carey Price. None. I mean, in the first game – uh, they had uh, six power plays and in the last 10 minutes, and they even had a five-on-three for a f- almost a full two minutes. And they, I think they were over for the for the entire series on the power play. And, uh, you know, look, I, I'm pretty – no, they, I think they did score a, a couple of power play goals. But w- when, you, when you can't score on the Hurricanes uh, or the Canadians – uh, during a five on three, and and all they did was just basically stand back there and pepper Price, and he was just like save, save, save. <laughs> well, well, Shea Weber also yeah. looked like the Shea Weber of old against Pittsburgh. They yeah. let players play like their former yeah. selves against them, where that also did not help their chances of winning. When you have Shea Weber playing like he played in Nashville uh, in this series, like that's how like good he played in this series obviously against faster teams that kind of play a more aggressive game than Pittsburgh did in this series after they had no answer you would think that would give trouble but he seems to be all of a sudden moving his best he's moved in a while so who knows maybe should yeah. poised to have a good playoff yeah yeah uh, I look you know I- it's t- it's quite surprising uh, that they even won because we we all picked um, uh, the penguins. Yeah, to go on and they didn't. 
No, I, I was surprised. I really thought, you know. But yeah. it could have been the break. It could have been, you know, some other things going on. So. Yeah, it's the Canadians had the least chance. They had the least chance compared to the Blackhawks, I think, percentage-wise. And yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. To win, <laughs> and they obviously won 3-1, to one, where Chicago <laughs> can win 3-1 to one if they win today. But I was just going to say, speaking of Chicago, we'll give you a live update right now. It is... Three to two, with, with seven fifty-eight left in the third. And I'll tell you what, Chicago has looked like the much better team. Yeah, yeah, they have. They've looked. <laughs> they really they've have. shown their uh, experience combined with their youngsters. Kirby Docs played very well. Yeah, uh, the Brinkit had a very stupid play today, but he's played decent otherwise. Yeah. And then. Uh, Slater, um, I always forget how to say his uh, name, but like Kukukin or however you say his name, uh, yeah, Steve yeah, always think, knows yeah. how to pronounce <laughs> it. But uh, Slater Kukuku or whatever it is, yeah, he's yeah. playing really well for Chicago and a guy that people thought was a late bloomer. And well, yeah, it turns out that seems to be the case because he's looking pretty good at twenty-seven. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's going to be you know that's that could be very interesting. We'll see how that one turns out. There's still some time left on that one. So yeah, I mean they've got eight minutes. It's a long. I mean seven and a half minutes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean you know still that, some time in hockey, left. That's forever. Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, one thing I can take say is that they I've noticed is that a smaller amount of commercials during the games, or is it just me? It does seem like it because the one guy got thrown off in the one game. Like the one announcer was actually like, and when we come back to Edmonton, oh, no, 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 we're staying here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so, like, <laughs> so like he got thrown off by how the TV timing normally is. So I would say that probably is the case because that would also make that make the most sense. Right. I wonder if it has to do with the fact that there's so many games they have to get in a day. Yeah. I mean, they have to be really tight on schedule. That might have something. Yeah, they, 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 I think they only allowed uh, 66 minutes in between. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it was probably even way more expensive than usual to have an ad uh, for games this year because you have lesser time, so you're paying for a shorter block that they're giving you. Exactly. Yeah. And now that they're on, you know, an, a made, the major networks now, NBC is covering it now, so that's one of the major networks. So, I mean... I, I just want to see ESPN break down and talk about hockey. <laughs> You're not going to get that. Well, Greg did. Greg yeah. was on like every interview I listened to today. Uh, it was like, and here's Greg Brzezinski from ESPN, and I'm like, oh, you're on this interview. Uh, where, um, so he's doing his, he's doing what all he can do to carry the weight. Okay. Yeah. So, um. As predicted, the Panthers lost to the Islanders, and other than Bob not looking too bad in his two games, what helped propel, propel the Islanders past Florida in the best of five? Uh, what do you think, Joe? I would say it was just better overall play. The Panthers only played good for one game, and that they just are a team that seems like they could never figure it out. They figured it out for that one game. Bob actually looked pretty good yeah. today, in my opinion. And I agree. They just, and then he just shellacked them late in the game because they had no momentum going into the third. So 
because it was 3-1, if I remember correctly, going into the third, and then they just really took it to them there. So, yeah. like, they really had no pushback. Like, the Pittsburgh might have had little pushback, but Panthers really had none. Like, the that, <laughs> ser- that series was pretty... That series was pretty uneven from the get-go, and it's surprising when you have a guy like Quinville as a coach. I think it's just the way that the organization is down there. Everybody doesn't have all the energy because they know it's not the most followed uh, organization and all that stuff. Um, That sometimes it seems like there's just a lack of energy in that organization. It's not even the coach's fault. It's just you can't put your finger on it. It's like one of those things you can't figure out what it is type of thing. Yeah, it's like a um, an atmosphere that kind of surrounds them, you know, that kind of just there doesn't seem like a lot of excitement for that team. No, it's also, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's also a tough market, too. Florida's a tough market for, for hockey, for one. For two, um, I think that um, – and I, I've been seeing this kind of around, and I can't – I can't remember where I saw it. Not. Maybe even uh, maybe even Jamie might have mentioned this too, or something like that. But I saw something about the fact that it wasn't necessarily the fact that Quinville um, was able to have such such great teams and everything like that, which he did, and he was able to win cups. It wasn't his system; it was the talent that he had on the team. I mean, let's face it when he was in when he was in Chicago, holy moly! I mean, the talent that he had on that team, it didn't really matter what system you had. You could just put anybody out there, and they would just beat people all day long. Well, he doesn't have that kind of talent in Florida, and apparently his system ain't good enough. Well. Yeah, it could also be. I think they have to add uh, some defenders and stop paying defenders they shouldn't pay, and then they would be in a better situation there as well because Michael Matheson is not very good for $6 million or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be with you on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, so the uh, Canes took out the vaunted Rangers. Uh, King Henry played well, but the Brindamore had his team rocking and rolling even without Dougie. So, Steele, what do you think about the Canes taking out the Rangers? Wow. Boy, we were off on this prediction, weren't we, buddy? I think we all pretty much thought that the Rangers were going to be... I mean, I think you actually were the only one that had any kind of... Or Actually, no, I think uh, I think Perillo actually had a little bit of hope for the Canes, too, right? Yeah, well, I started saying I wouldn't count out Brindamore, and then when I thought Dougie might have been back, now they're going to be dangerous because he could come back. Mm-hmm. I remember when Telcast, they said soon, so whatever the heck mm-hmm. soon. Um, mm-hmm. So... That, I believe, Rob Brindamore, I said that's the chance they would have to win if he performs and outcoaches the other team, and he clearly outcoached uh, Quinn. Clearly. Quinn's a great coach, but, but uh, Brindamore clearly, clearly outcoached the Rangers, and that says something with how well Quinn coached this year, too, in my opinion. So. Throughout the whole year, yeah. Yeah, no, throughout the whole year, not this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the mm-hmm. whole year. Yep. And, and I'll tell you what. I, I Look, we all thought that uh, – uh, Henry uh, Lundquist played pretty well, and and Perlow even said that if uh, what what was the name? What's the name of their backup goalie? I can't pronounce that that kid's name. Oh, Shesterkin. Yes, thank you. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> right? Yeah. So even uh, that guy, he played really well uh, as well. They, I mean, they kind of did the same thing that 
uh, they did in Florida where they kind of threw them out there the last game or in New, uh, you know, in New York or in uh, Pittsburgh where they threw Yari out there in the last game, hoping and praying, you know, they pretty much threw him out there for the last game and thinking, well, maybe it's the last game. Why not? You know, and, uh, I was quite surprised. I really thought that the Rangers were going to be a much, the much better team in this one. I, I really wasn't giving the Canes a lot, of, uh, a lot of, in this, so I I pretty much lost my my tookus on this one. Um, oh, I thought the the Rangers, yeah, uh, I thought the Rangers were going to be the uh, the better team, and clearly I was wrong on that one. So, and you're right, Joe. They're going to look even more dangerous with Dougie coming back. You know, and and now that team is actually starting to click because Perlo mentioned it too, and and we've talked about it in some of our other shows where one of the teams that wins one of the series is going to come out swinging and I think is going to make it closer to the end. What do you think? You think the Rangers will make it? No, 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 the Canes, the Canes. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, don't know. <laughs> was looking at the words. Right? Yeah, no. But I mean, you know what, you, you know, what we're talking about Joe, right? When we were talking about all that stuff. What do you think? That's. Yeah. I mean, I think when a team gets hot at the right time, I know I said, it's tough to, doubt Rob Brindamore, I probably should have honed in on that point more um, and just <laughs> yeah. picked the Canes. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're a tough team. They, they're they a team that just is so systematic. Uh, they obviously have a pretty solid team, just like Columbus has a decent team when everyone's healthy on paper. It's just those both of those teams run their system so well that yeah. that's how they just efficiently win. They play very efficient hockey. And they figure out ways to get it done. And obviously those two coaches do it in completely different styles, but they know the ways to motivate their team and get them going and get everybody feeling like themselves and just letting them be themselves to success, to have success just in different yeah. methods. So that's why Carolina is a very dangerous uh, team for whoever has to play them. They're, they're not a team that you should want to play as the, fourth seed in the tournament. I don't think you want to play Carolina coming, especially how Boston was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be that might be the matchup depending on how things shake down. Exactly. Down with the way our team's gonna go or our game is, you know what I mean? So um we have a minute and thirty five Yep. Seconds. Yep. Minute thirty-five left. In, so. And Chicago on the power play. Yeah. So it looks like the Chicago might pull it out. What? What? Yeah. Does, what were you gonna say? Yeah. No. Okay. Um. Are what you is, watching the game too, Joe? Yeah, it's on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. What is? Uh, what do you think the chances of Toronto staving off elimination, Joe? Um. They're going to have to make a comeback because they're down 2-0 with Columbus on the power play right now. Uh, the fact that that team has a little pushback most of the season when they're losing, I would say not high. Okay. But maybe they'll have a surprise third period. Their coach is a good head coach in Keefe. It's just I think you're facing a Jack Adams potential winner in Tortorella who – one of the best coaches of the last decade or so. So it's not 
the easiest as an inexperienced coach to go up against him. No, so I think I think that gives them the edge there. And he just eventually put in Merce Lincolns and was just waiting to do that. So that also, because the kid just steals games and plays ridiculous. I feel like, I know Steve said it on our video today, but I feel like he just waited to do that just to toy with them. I felt like he just <laughs> wanted to say, oh, we could win. We can win with our other goalie. Uh, watch us win with our other goalie. Then when we start struggling doing that, we'll just beat you with Merce Lincoln. But, yeah. And it seems like that's exactly what's going to happen. So. I am not left-handed. Um, that's it. There you go. Chicago won. Chicago Chicago eliminates the home team Edmonton. Wow. And, you know, if Columbus wins, that means they eliminate the home team Toronto. Yeah. So, and, and, <laughs> both you know, the home cities we, are out. I predicted that both of the home teams would have a distinct advantage being that this was their own home building, and clearly... You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> because that did not help Edmonton one little teeny bit. No. Well, no, not at all. And I you said that... Chicago was not interested in that fight at all at the end of the game. It looked like they just wanted to celebrate, and it's like, okay, I guess we have to fight these people first. Um, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, if I have to. Yeah, you know, and okay, look... Between me, you, and the wall, and the rest of the world here, we secretly have to root for Chicago because Ronis is originally from Chicago area. So, yeah, we, and and, well, and, got and young coach, yeah, right. yeah, and 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 our in laws and everybody are all rooting for for Chicago. So we we have to kind of yeah that that series was painful oh, yeah. because. <sighs> He just who should have been nominated potential, a guy that was rumored to be one of the potential nominees for the Jack Adams as well before the award came out in Dave yeah. Tippett. So it's not like Call yeah. went in there and beat a team that's just a mooch of a team. He beat a very solid team in the regular season and he really outcoached Dave Tibbet, honestly. They figured out ways yeah. to play yeah. better than the Oilers and that's a great thing for a coach that's in his thirties. I mean, he's the same age as some of some of his players are older than him. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we're we're on to the we're on to the Columbus Blue Jacket game, and um, so we're we're looking at two to nothing still on the Blue Jackets in the second period there on that one. So you know, look. We've had a lot of games that have come in and out of here. You know what I mean? What do you think about uh, that Arizona pulling the upset, Joe? What do you think about that one, man? Um, I, I, I didn't, yeah. Go ahead. What are you saying? I didn't think we were. I didn't think they were going to be able to do that, man. Yeah, I'm happy for them. I mean, we know Rick Tockett's, uh from has the ties to Philly. He was also then a post game guy and did stuff. Yeah. For career uh, i'm happy he was able to get it done that guy's a good coach he knows how to also like he said in his post game he loves the underdogs jordan osterley had a heck of a playoffs i don't think most people knew who jordan osterley was before the playoffs right. other than coyotes fans so yeah, now well now yeah he made a name for himself clayton keller looked very good when he had an off regular season so that's very good for them to have i mean they just they started off the games like they did in the regular season where it was Darcy, 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 Darcy for the first 10 minutes or when he was injured, Ante for the first 10 minutes. And then they got going where it was usually on their goaltender. And then 
that's exactly what happened this series. Brad Richards had a clutch goal, and he just seems to be one of those guys that always knows how to step up in moments. He's a guy like a Nate Thompson is always good to have on a team. Yeah. In 10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're a team that's going to be surprising and potentially very impressive because you have a goaltender like that. The sky's the limit for your team when your goalie's just is that zoned in. Right. So if he stays that zoned in, then, yeah, they're a team that has a chance to go potentially to the next round after this, depending where their matchup lies. Yeah, depending on who they're playing next. And, you know, um, we also have to kind of secretly root for Arizona, too, because the other in-laws live in Arizona. So. Sorry about that. <laughs> so well, that's easy with the topic, so. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, because uh, um, um, I was a big talk fan when he played uh, for the Fly for the Flyers. So I really liked his game. He was one of those, uh, he was one of those chirpy guys and he was one of those scrappy guys. And, you know, he wasn't scoring 40, 50 goals uh, a year for you, but he was one of those guys where you could always count on him in the clutch. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that seems like that's yeah. what Michael Grabner is too. Cause he had a bad season and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's, he's just coming on like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. Give him a few, you know, a couple months break. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So final thoughts, uh, steel flyers, Tampa, give me a score. Oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay. He's not going to do I don't, that. No, I don't want to do that. Um, but I am going to say this, um, it doesn't really look. I understand if we lose, but I think that our team is on such a roll right now that it doesn't really matter. It feels kind of like plug and play. Yeah. Whoever we put in there is just going to be the next man up mentality, and they're just going to take care of business and do what they're going to do. Um, I can't remember if it was uh, Chris, one of Chris's articles, or one of Jamie's articles, or I, I can't remember who whose article it was that said that. When the Flyers play, they play as a defensive unit, and their entire team sags back when 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 the opposition is coming in, and that is that makes it that much harder to beat our team. So Those that, are good things to see. Yeah, so that's my final take on on that one. What do you think, Joe? What what are your thoughts on Flyers Tampa? Yeah, um, I'll give. Since I did it in our Flyers Nitty Gritty video I put out before this, I might as well just give the score that I gave. Uh, I said that I think it'll be uh, 4-2. to two. I also thought that would end up being what the score was for the Capitals game, but of course the Capitals didn't score a second goal. But, you know, that's better for us anyway. So, right. <laughs> um, but the – so and we didn't score the fourth goal either because we couldn't get one on the empty net. But – Right. I think we might end up making it four to two because we know we have to up the ante on offense against a team like Tampa, who's one of the most offensively aggressive teams, even without Stamkos, because their depth is ridiculous. And now they have um, other young guys that they're just plucking in that lineup for Stamkos and they're kind of just filling in well. So we need to be able to up the ante against them. That's why I think we're going to four and the fourth will could end up being an empty net goal where it's like three, two, and then they pull their goalie. And yeah, that's, that's the four, two. That's that's a beautiful, four it's always two. a beautiful yeah. thing when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so another thought on um, the Canes and the Habs are both waiting for their matchups. Um, what matchup would you like to see Joe with uh, the Canes? Who do you, who would you like to see them play? Um. I would actually like to see if they keep struggling, them play Boston to see if Boston can figure it out. Because I'm very interested to see with how much of a buzzsaw 
Carolina did with New York if they would just go up 2-0 against Boston. And then Boston's going to be like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Um, so, like, I'm very interested to have it be Boston because the President's Trophy team right now looks like the Canadians in the regular season. And the wow. Canadians in the regular season look like the Boston. Yeah, they do. So yeah. uh, they kind of reverse roles there where yeah. the Bruins need to get going. If they go 0-3, it will be very interesting to see them play Carolina with how hot and, like, motivated all those guys are. Okay, so, like, um, so quick question then. So if if we if we beat if we beat Tampa Bay, we're playing Carolina? Or no, we're playing Montreal. Right. If we beat Tampa Bay, right? We'll be in the first seat if we beat Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then that means that Boston, if they lose, right, that means they're the fourth seed and they will play yeah. The Canes, right? Yeah, the Canes, because that would be the sixth seed, I'm pretty sure. Sixth seed, yeah, yeah. I just okay. remember reading that all over. That's why I was going off. Yeah, okay, all right. Or the Canes. So, and then if we lose, then we play the Canes. Okay. Right? No, 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 no. no. That would be the fourth team. If we lose, we would play the second lowest seed. So right, if we lose we and the Blue Jackets season. win, we would play the Blue Jackets. Oh. Oh. Uh. Look, I don't want to play them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. I, I, I'm not afraid of any team, but I just don't want to play a Tortorella coach team. I just don't want to do that. Explain yeah. why. Yeah, I, I, I am not a fan of Tortorella at all. Okay. Um, look, I understand he's a good coach, and he's a good coach for, for a vast, vast number of reasons. Um, but a lot of... Things that he has said have have not gone over well across my bow okay. on some things. So, and well, I understand, and he's trying to motivate his team, and he's trying to do what he's trying to do, and he's trying to do his job, and I get it. And he is a previous Jack Adams Award winner, right. and he is up for the the thing again. Right. If Columbus wins this series, and it looks like they're gonna, I think that cements him as the the winner. You think he'll win, Jack Adams? Yep. Okay. Even even if AV goes and wins the cup. Oh, I don't know. If AV wins the cup. When, when do they make? Yeah, it's going to be. They're technically not supposed to let the playoffs sway them. Either. Right. So oh, okay. They really shouldn't be letting this affect their voting. I'm assuming they might have already even voted, and they just haven't released it yet. Okay. That would be my guess because I would I would find it incredibly stupid. If they didn't vote yet and they let the people watch the players and go, okay, just don't show any biases. It's like, yeah, that's that, just not possible. Yeah, okay. Show biases. That's just not, you're asking people to do something that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. It's, okay. It's going to shake down, and we're going to see how it's going. I mean, gonna... we got hockey almost 24 hours a day. We're good, right? Almost 12. We'll take 12. <laughs> right? We'll still take 12. We got to sleep, so. That's right. We got to sleep. And speaking of sleeping, Joe, it has been an absolute pleasure for you to be dropping your meteors of knowledge on us, buddy. Thank you so very much for joining us, man. Tell us once again how we can get in touch with you. Yeah. My Twitter's at JJBorick26, and again, I just started on Overtime Heroics for hockey and baseball. 
And then on Pub Sports Radio, where Andrew, who Steele also knows, my good friend Andrew writes on there yeah, as man. well. Yeah, and then yeah. Flyers Nitty Gritty with Jamie, as we know. So all that good stuff. And then the Sports Fanatic News YouTube page I have. But it's been a pleasure to be on, man. I love talking hockey anytime uh, yeah. of the day that I'm able. And this has been one of the most exciting playoffs in a March Madness-style format so far. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. We we were actually – we went uh, 140-some days without any bloody hockey at all, and now we're getting it to the point where you ain't got to set the alarm to get up in the morning to watch hockey. <laughs> well, not quite, but not yeah. Not quite, but yeah. I'm kidding. No, but if you live on the West Coast where yeah, you're set the alarm. If you live, yeah, if you live in the central, you might be setting your alarm if you're one of those 1030 wake up people when you're not working because you would not want to miss a half hour potentially. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much. And we appreciate having you on and we'll talk to you again. We'll definitely have you on again, buddy. Definitely, definitely have you on again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm your host, Steel Flyers. Ronies. You can follow me on Twitter at SteelFlyers52. Also, the website, www.steelflyers.com. One-stop shop for all of your Steel Steel Flyers needs. Come and find me there. Come and find Joe's there. Um, All of our friends are there. You can get all of his information is all there as well on the website. Thank you once again for joining us. Remember, stay safe, stay strong, and hang tough. Thank you.